Good morning. I'm excited. I have some fun things to do today. Um, my name is Sasha. This is my amazing husband, Chuck, and I have five boys outside of the womb and a girl on the way. So, yes, we take that fruitful and multiply seriously. Uh, no, I'm super excited about today. I actually want to speak quite briefly, and then we're going to have an interactive application time. So if you want to leave now because you're like, I don't want to talk to anybody, I won't be offended, but it's going to be good. It's going to be so good. So um, let's go to Matthew 24, and while y'all are going to Matthew 24, uh, 24, let's start at verse 9, I'm just going to pray one more time. Holy Spirit, thank you so much that your prerequisite, prerequisite, thank you, sweetheart, is that we're hungry and thirsty, broken and needy. And I just thank you that you're such a beautiful king. You're such a beautiful king, and we want to learn your ways. We want to learn how to be a part of your family. What, it, what does it mean to be in the family of God? How do we operate? How do we speak to one another? How do we act? So, Father, Holy Spirit, come and speak through me. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so Matthew 24, we're going to start with, with the problem, the issue that I'm going to be addressing. Let's start at verse 9. This is like kind of stepping back and getting a big picture, what's going on in the world, and then we're going to zoom in to what's our part to play and how can we engage in the opposite spirit, and it'll make more sense in a second. Matthew 24, verse 9. We're talking about the signs of the end of the age. Then, because the, the disciples are eager, Jesus, tell us what's, what's going down, what's happening. I, I, I need some, some understanding. And he's, he loves questions. Come on. Jesus loves questions. He loves an eager, hungry disciple. All right. Verse 9. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death. And you will be hated by all nations for my namesake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. Verse 12 is when I want to hone in. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. So if you've been around me, one of my... <laughs> One of my main prayers to God is, Lord, let not my love grow cold. And so my zeal this morning is that I would get at least half of you to pray that prayer with me and to engage in the participation so that we're saying, God, my heart will not grow cold. 
I will not agree with the spirit of the age, but I will agree with the spirit of God and I will keep my heart, my cold heart before your burning flame so that you keep it alive. Okay. Now, he tells us the reason why there's this temptation for our heart to get cold, right? There's tribulation happening. People are getting killed because of their loyalty to Jesus. Okay? But other negative things are happening lawlessness is increasing they're hating what the betrayal is at a is at a epic proportion can, can anyone does anyone feel that in our nation <laughs> and in our nations that this 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 spirit of accusation this this betrayal this we are going to turn our loyalties away from each other because we're scared and afraid empty and broken right and so I'm going to be my own, I'm going to self-protect, right? I'm going to build all these walls. But God has another way. He has another way. And one of those ways, <clears throat> I feel like he wants us to, well, I know he does. It's not my feeling. It's his word <laughs> is encouragement. So let's go there. Hebrews 10, 25. And y'all are like encouragement. How is that going to keep our hearts alive? I don't know. That's what he's saying. Not me. I'm just saying this is, this is his way that our mouths, instead of betrayal and accusation and hatred and bitterness, would carry something else. Okay, so let's go to, what did I say? Hebrews 10.25. Baby, you got to finish my tabs. I have these beautiful tabs on my Bible put in by my husband, but he hadn't get to Hebrews yet. So I'm like, Lord, help me. <laughs> I'll get there. Hebrews 10:25. And this isn't personality, like, this isn't just um, for those extroverted people over there. This is a command to all. This is an invitation to all. Okay. Hebrews 10, I just, I don't like that. I want to like crush that so hard that this idea that some people can do what God's saying and then other people were just not that great at it. Guys, let me tell you, we're all not that great at it. We're all not that great at it. I can smile and be exuberant all day long, but if I don't have the Holy Spirit, I don't have encouragement in my mouth. Okay. Hebrews 10, 25. <clears throat> okay. Well, let's 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 back up to twenty-four. When you read the Bible, it's so awesome. You're like, he says it. He's giving us good advice. Let's take it. Okay, Matt. What am I? Hebrews ten twenty-four. And let us consider. Let's give thought to this. Let's give energy to this. How to stir up one another to love and good works. He wants us to ponder, how can I strengthen Megan today? 
how can I strengthen Ashley today? He wants us to give it thought. Most of the time, and I'm just confessing, we're just like, I'm just dying. I'm just waiting for someone to stir me up. We need the Holy Spirit. That's the whole point. Okay. Verse 25, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging, everyone say encouraging, one another and all the more. Everyone say all the more. All the more as you see the day drawing near. So the temptation right now in our nation is to draw back, less, meet less together because I'm just mad at X, Y, and Z. So I really don't have time. I don't have emotional capacity. I'm so confessing here. This, let me tell you, this message is first for me and then for y'all, okay? So the, the issue is he want, the enemy wants us to draw back, wants us to harness our bitterness and just, and just die. That's his plan. But he's more sophisticated than that. He's like, it's really okay. Just click on the television. Hey, no shame. I love all of our technology, but he's sophisticated. We have to be wise. Is this the Lord or is this my fear? Is this the Lord or is this me not courageous enough to get into the body? who's sometimes messy and, and sometimes ugly. And I'm sort of believing that the Lord's beautifying her. <laughs> Do you hear me? So he's saying, but Jesus is saying the opposite. So we got to trust what he's saying. He's saying, go in further and get in deeper. Oh, I like that. Go in further and get in deeper. Okay, with encouragement on your mouth. Replace the, or repent of the accusation and start chewing on encouragement with one another. Okay, we're going to get there. Are y'all getting, I'm going to pump you up a little bit more, Della, until you're like, I'm ready. All right, so here we go. A little bit more, James 3, 9, 10. Because before we get clean and, and our mouths filled, we have to repent. You know, there is such a joy in repentance. Do you know celebration is right on the, on the other side of the repentance door? Y'all know that, right? All right, let me say that again. When you go through the door of repentance, there is celebration to be had and an infilling and an empowering for you to walk in the ways of the, of the Lord. So when he's punching on my heart and saying, Sash, you are off right here. You have accusation in your mouth. You have bitterness in your heart. You are off. He's not saying that because he is mean or whatever that, whatever we think. He is saying that because he is love. He is all consuming love, pure love. And he, if you, if we're praying and we're asking, God, I want to be unified with that love, then there is no place for the lips to be divided. There is no place for me to, which we'll get to, James, for me to one day 
shout his praise, and then another moment, not even another day, another moment speak words of accusation against my brother or sister in Christ. Let's go there. James 3. Is James another one that I haven't gotten to? James another tab. <laughs> after, after, after Hebrews, right? Thank you. <laughs> oh, my tabs are training rules. But they have flowers on them. So pretty. All right, verse 9. With it, okay, hold on. Let's back up a little bit. Oh, no, no, no. Just say it with verse 9. With it, he's talking about our tongue. With our tongue, we bless our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth, verse 10, come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Chuck wants me to read verse 11. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? I'll stop there. One of my favorite, so I didn't get there, and I'm not going to get there in my time today, but I just started doing a, a word study on the mouth and the voice of God, and it's, it was beautiful, as you can imagine. But some of my favorite, Psalm 45 says, grace is poured upon your lips, you are most handsome. Grace is poured upon your lips. And then in Revelation, it talks about his voice is the sound of many waters. So if he has a bride yoked equally with him, when he returns, he will have a bride that speaks like him. That her voice is unified with his voice. And that doesn't just mean, because if you keep doing the word study, it also sounds like thunder. <laughs> In Song of Solomon, I, I forget what chapter, it says, and it's talking about the bride. You are more formidable than an, an, a, um, excuse me, an army with banners. He's talking about the bride. You are more formidable than an army with banners. I believe that includes her mouth. It will be so refined by the word of God, so clear, so empty of deceit and accusation, so full of the praises of Yahweh. Okay, and that's our goal. So I felt like he gave me this little phrase. He said, a unified tongue empowered by the Holy Spirit in praise, prophecy, and petition. I'm sure there's more, but I like when they're like PPP. It just helps my heart. A unified tongue empowered by the Holy Spirit in praise, prophecy, and petition is going to heal a divided church. A unified tongue empowered by the Holy Spirit in praise, prophecy, and petition is going to heal a divided church. So what is praise? Praise is when we come into agreement with who God is. Petition is, and again, this is like, not thus saith the Lord. This is Sasha getting a handle, but 
So just, you know, there's more. I'm just giving you my little nugget. So praise is we come into agreement with who God is. Petition is we ask in agreement to God's will. And I'm sorry. And prophecy is we speak to each other in accordance with their God-given or kingdom identity. There's a lot of agreement there in accordance with. So you're not going to get unity here until there's unity here. You can't even turn the key to unity here without (laughs) reconciling first with God. Okay? So I'm going to pause real quick. I want everyone, if you will, close your eyes. And I just want to have a time of repentance. And we're not going to spend just a minute or so. We did this on Wednesday. And I filled up a whole sheet of paper of just anyone the Lord brings to mind who you need to forgive, and (laughs) including yourself. Lord, I'm sorry for using my tongue to say this to my brother or sister. And something that has recently convicted me is ways that in our church world, we have sophisticated our tongue to use words nicely, but they're still accusation. Do you know what I mean? We're like, we'll just make it look pretty. It's not accusation. It's like, no. So I'm going to ask the Lord because we want to be zealous to have tongues that honor him. Right? We don't want our tongue to praise him like we just did and then bring accusation against. And this isn't necessarily verbally. What does Jesus say? If you think it in your heart, you committed adultery, right? If you think it in your heart, you've, you've hated your brother, you've committed murder. Y'all thought the law was hard. Jesus is hard. <laughs> but what does Jesus do? He says, I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit so that you could walk this out. Because without him, there ain't no chance But with him, this is why he calls us to this step by step. We get to partner with the Holy Spirit, empowered by his spirit. We get to speak the truth of who God says Chuck is. Instead of agreeing with the the lies, even the sophisticated lies that maybe have fact, but not the whole truth. So let's just take a moment and I'm just going to pray out. You do business with God. Remember, on the other side of repentance is celebration. Jesus, I thank you that you are the light. And I welcome your light in my life, in my heart, in my mouth. And I'm asking that you would wash me. That you would wash my mind and my tongue and my heart. And I thank you for your forgiveness, that you are just to forgive and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Father, and when we mess up, and, and, and which we will, we can sign back up. We can repent and sign back up. Father, give us your zeal to speak the way that you speak. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we've done 
That's good part. All right, go with me. Now we get to go do the fun part. All right, 1 Corinthians 14. So I'm, I, I talked about three things. For, 1 Corinthians 14. Y'all go there while I talk. 1 Corinthians 14. We're going to read one through three. I'm going to, I talked about petition, and I talked about praise, and I talked about prophecy. The Lord wanted me to highlight prophecy this morning, okay? So this is like going to be a mini one-on-one, how do we encourage one another in the power of the Holy Spirit, all right? Are y'all ready for that? All right? No one is going to lead discouraged, in the name of Jesus. That is my, my, my goal. And y'all eating out today? I, I encourage you all to prophesy. Take these tools and prophesy over your waiter or waitress. It's the best thing. Okay? All right. First Corinthians. Let me get there. I got a tab for it, so I'll get there faster. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord on my soul. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 3. This is my favorite thing. I love the Bible. Okay, 14. Before he goes into speaking about spiritual gifts, what does he say? Pursue love. I love that he doesn't say, you got to be awesome. You got to be, you got to have it all together before you get your spiritual gifts. Because I'd be like, oh, Lord, help me. I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll like drop to the floor and start doing push-ups. I could do it, Lord. Annoy me. Okay, but no, he doesn't say that. He says, just pursue love. Get your heart in the right direction, Right. All right, and we just in uh, in thirteen he goes through the characteristics of love, and I'm going to go there. You don't have to go there; you can because it's just a page. It's just like right over there. But y'all, this is convicting. <laughs> I love laughter, so it's so good. I love when y'all laugh. Okay, love like when y'all read the love. Have y'all ever been like, dang? Like, I don't love, Lord. I don't love. Okay, so let's read it. Let's read it. Thank you, Gretchen. She's the other one. All right. Love is patient. All right. Who has long-suffering in their Bible? Who has that? Yes. I feel like that's the most appropriate. (laughs) Kind of covers it a little bit more. Patient. You're like, that sounds nice. I could be patient. And then you have children, right? And then you're like, whoa, whoa, Lord, right? And then you come to church, and then you're like, I'm going to need a little bit about the Holy Spirit, Lord, more, more, Lord. No, this is so, this is right on, guys. Here's the thing. People can be patient and kind and loving all day long in their little, you know, when there's no people interacting with you. You're on your, you know, Facebook, and you're, like, tweeting out, love is patient, y'all. And you haven't interacted with anyone all day. And, and like, like, like. And then you get in a group of people, you know, Christians. And you're like, love is patient. 
Lord, I don't know. You said you made that person fearfully and wonderfully. I'm not feeling the wonder. I am not. I'm, I'm feeling the fear, but I'm not feeling the wonder. I'm telling y'all, this is the thing. We're trying to live Christianity without Christ. And that was never, never, never his plan. Never. Let me say that again. We're trying to live Christianity without Christ. That is not his plan. He always wanted. Let me get you in here. Get you in my love. Let me, let me show you how patient I am with you, Sasha. Whoo. He... <laughs> He's got, let me give you a husband. He's going to show you patience. Let me give you friends. They're going to show you patience. You're not, you're, you're not all that in a bag of chips, Sasha, sometimes. You're not easy to chew sometimes. But then you experience love in community. That's what I'm saying, guys. So I, I, I'm, I'm, this is like a side encouragement. But you're not going to experience love in your cubicle. you got to experience love in community. And that takes time, which that's the hardest part for me. Because I'm like, all right, I'm down. I'm down for this community stuff. I'm down. I want intimacy. Let's go right now. We're going to be intimate right now. We're going to connect right now. You tell me your deepest darkest secrets. I'll tell you my deepest darkest secrets. Let's go. Read my journal. Here's journal page. Page 11 is real good. That's how I am, y'all. <laughs> y'all think I'm joking, but the Lord had to help me. Um, <laughs> but guys, it's so good. Okay, so... Love is patient. Let's go on and read this real quick. Love does not envy or boast, is not arrogant or rude, does not insist on its own way, is not irritable. Ooh, y'all. Let me say that again. Love is not irritable. That's that sophisticated sin. You know, you're like, I'm irritated. That person, she's taking too long in the drive-thru. Or whatever or it's your children, or whatever. I mean, you start getting irritated, but you're like, I'm not really sinning. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really grieving the Lord when I'm irritable, really, right? That's like low wrong, right? I'm not murdering anyone. Come on, y'all. He's raising us up, raising us up in his ways. All right, I'm taking too long. All right. Y'all get it. Love. Pursue love. So we're going to go on. I'm about to have to take off my jacket. It's getting real. Okay. Pursue love. So if your heart's in the right direction, you're like, okay, God, I'm in. I want to love at this person right here in front of me. This person annoys me. This person, I don't know. I know I'm just using you because I can't do that to anyone else without, like, getting fired. So <laughs> I'm joking. But... We're, we're signed up. We want to love. Our heart is in the direction we want to pursue love. Okay. Earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. Does it say be lazy in your desire for spiritual gifts? Does it say when you feel like it, desire the spiritual gifts? No. It says earnest. 
Be earnest in your desire for the spiritual gifts. Why? Especially that you may prophesy. Why? God is so humble, y'all. God is so humble. Okay. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. See, this is that cubicle. See, all day long, I love the gift of tongues. Girlfriend loves the gift of tongues. I'm like, uh, no, you didn't give me the gift of prophecy. You gave me the gift of tongues. I'm going to. And then I'm like over here, not loving my brother or sister. Okay. He says we want to desire prophecy because why? Okay. This is going to be good. Because when we speak in tongues, we are speaking to the Lord. We utter mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their building, encouragement, and consolation. I love this. God is like, all right, I'm building my family. I need to teach them something. I need to teach them how to prophesy to one another. Because I need them to be encouraged, built up. And consoled. God, like, he's family. Gretchen had that word about family. He's not just like, okay, y'all be a family. I'll be over here. Let me know when y'all figure that out. He's like, no, let me give you tools. Let me give you spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are never to be like, hey, look at me. I have a spiritual gift. Spiritual gifts was like, hey, let me show you how to build up your brother and sister in Christ. It was always for the edification of one another. So even if I love my, 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 my tongues, it's so that I'm built up so that I can overflow and pursue love with my brethren. I grew up in a church, thank you, Lord, where spiritual gifts, it was like, it's, it was kind of known that your gifts were to be flashy. Your gifts were not to be used as like a power struggle thing it was always like to serve one another so that's why we go back to our heart posture into pursuing love when we pursue love then we can prophesy correctly if we pursue love then we can heal correctly because what does he say earlier he says guys if you don't have love you can give your body to be burned and it's nothing you can come up here, I can read her mail, his mail, her mail, and you can be oohed and odd, but it means nothing to the Lord. It should carry the weight of the fear of the Lord because he's saying, I gave gifts so that you could edify and strengthen and build up one another, but you're using that mouth to tear down and to curse and to hold bitterness. And we need the Holy Spirit. All right, so I'm going to go over those three things. Earnestly means sincere and intense conviction. Why? So that we can be flashy? No, so that we can mature in love. Mature in love. Mature in patience. This is not so that we have a great Sunday service. This is when... My husband, when we're having a, a, a misunderstanding and we can show patience to one another. And even though he may be acting in the flesh or I'm acting in the flesh, I can go to the Lord, ask the Lord, Lord, give me your words to speak to him. That's 
that's what it's for. It's for Monday through Friday when you're changing your baby's diapers. This child's pulling on your shirt. This child's throwing up on your shoulder. And you need patience. That's what Jesus came for. So that love can be manifested on the earth. Let me say that again. Jesus came and died on the cross, rose again the third day, gave us the power of the Holy Spirit so that his love can be manifested through you and you and you and us to the nations. So it matters to him what we do in the secret place of our tongues. We have this big picture, but it matters what we do with our tongues. Okay, earnestly, sincere, and intense conviction for the upbuilding, the encouragement, and consolation. A building is to construct or develop. So what I put is the person that you are prophesying to, if you're using your gift, the gift of prophecy, which we're all, if we have the Holy Spirit, we're all welcome. It's like the language of heaven. It's the language of heaven, and we're given it. We're given opportunity to learn his language. So upbuild means to construct or develop. They need, the person who you're prophesying to, they need to know who they are and give fresh vision to. Okay? So upbuilding. Encouragement. The action of giving someone support, confidence, or hope. Persuasion to do or to continue in something. The last is consolation. Consolation. Am I saying that correctly? A person or a thing providing comfort to a person who has suffered. Y'all know that verse in Romans where it says, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. So I imagine on our race, on our race of faith, I'm imagining just like um, I did middle school track. I'm not as awesome as Skylar who does amazing at all the things, but like my middle school track. Okay, so there's people on this track. We're all on the track. We're all on this race, right? And there's people here who are suffering, who need consolation. They need prophecy. There's people right here that need, want to give up. I don't know how about you guys. I've been on that place so many times. And if it weren't for the body of Christ, Listen to me. If it weren't for the body of Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, I would not be up here today. And then there's people, what's the other one? Um, a building. They need to know that there's an end. I want to tell you all a story. So in my middle school track days, I did the 200 meter race. This is about me being good or bad. It's just it was just awesome, this particular thing that happened. So I'm running, I'm running, I'm coming around the corner, and I see my mom. Y'all, my mom came out of the stands. She gets the end where the tape is, and she's like this. I kid you not, let me, let me give y'all a better picture. She is like full hands out. Y'all, if my smile's big, my mom's smile's big. I love you, mama. If you're on, she's probably on. I love you. This marked me. I was, I don't know how old you are in middle school. What, how, but, what? 
Yeah, you're like 13. So like this marching, she came out of her stands. This is so my mom. And she's hands open wide, and I'm coming around the corner. And you better believe I never ran like that before. I'm like, dang. And I'm like, <laughs> I start running, and I go into her arms, and she grabs me. And I'm like, this, this is the Lord. She's expressing the Lord and how he feels. So this, this um, upbuilding, you got to give them a vision of the Father God who's smiling for the joy set before him. I just imagine earlier today in worship, uh, it was Milo and, and electric. Is that an electric guitar over here? Was that you? Oh, my gosh. That was anointed. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Um, Milo saw his dad, and he said, I think he said, Daddy. He said, Daddy. And I go up to Chuck. I go, I wonder if in heaven we'll, we'll see him and we'll say, Daddy. That is a beautiful thought for me. I had this vision recently. I think Brad will be okay if I share this. We were in leadership prayer. And I got a vision of Brad's dad. If you don't know, he passed away. And I only had like a handful of interactions with him. But every time I had an interaction with him, I always felt like this like nuzzled hug. Like it just like he's like this tall guy. And I'm like, you know. <laughs> and I, so we're praying. We're in prayer. And I just see a vision of Ray. And he's showing the same disposition, the same smile and joy and glee of like, keep going, guys. Keep running the race of faith. It's worth it. It was like, I'm totally satisfied and totally filled with joy. And I want you to know, keep going. Keep running the race of faith. When the persecution is increased, when the flames are increased to seven times hotter, will our voice still carry his praises? Will our voice still prophesy of his name? Will our voice still petition and come into agreement with what he wants to do on the earth? I believe it will because Holy Spirit's in charge. He will finish what he started in us.